0: How are you doing, Rock family? Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. I'm so excited about this series that we're starting to finish the year and how fitting we're going to be talking about um, worship. We got Christmas coming up this Saturday. We got Toys for Joy this Saturday, Toys for Joy. We need volunteers. Please go to our website. We have two sites in the north and mid city, uh, uh, Palomar College, La Mesa College, but please. Go to our website, get information, and let's pray for that. Our 25th anniversary, we've been doing 25 days of joy. It's been awesome all over San Diego County. And so, let's everybody stand up, please. We're going to pray and pray that God would stir our hearts and get us ready to fight a spiritual battle. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you so much for. getting us through this year and as we end this year talking about worship, preparing for Toys for Joy this week, preparing for our Christmas um, holidays, season. um, We just pray that you teach us about worship. May we end the year thankful for who you are and what you've done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. We got to... A word for you today, on the count of three, say word, one, two, three, word. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. First book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 4. One of the shows my wife and I watch is Forensic Files. It's like these old cold cases and they... It's it's true life murder mysteries. They try to figure out how these people got killed and how these crimes uh, were committed, going back decades. And they find one little hair here, one little hair here. And one of the episodes was where this woman killed her husband with a skillet. I mean, it was a big old metal skillet. She just bopped him upside his head and killed him. I, I, I'm not trying to make fun of it. He was doing something to her and. and Abusing her, and she finally got tired of it. But she, anyway, she hit the guy upside the head with a skillet. and, And at the trial, the skillet was the murder weapon. The skillet was the murder weapon. I have a question for you: How can your worship become a weapon? How can you weaponize? Your worship. I want to talk about that this month. As we end the year, we got Toys for Joy this coming week. Um, and when you get Toys for Joy, you're going to see thousands of people. Our goal is 15,000 people this year. You're going to see all these people who are struggling financially, struggling to put food on their table, toys under the tree, to have a tree. And all of us deal with that in some form or fashion. And then we're called to sing. But we're not just called to sing because we're happy. We have to look at our worship, one, as more than singing, but also as a weapon. Now, what is worship? Worship is acknowledging the goodness of someone or something. You are acknowledging the goodness of someone or something, or, and you are declaring something worthy. Declaring worthyship. Worship, worthyship. You are praising something, you're going to see in a minute, serving someone. That is worship. A weapon is a tool used to destroy an enemy. Now, think about this. Worship is declaring worthyship, praising someone, serving someone. And a weapon is a tool used to destroy, combat an enemy now originally god was the only one that was to be worshiped all the angels were in heaven worshiping him before before the earth was created god was in heaven all the angels were designed to worship were worshiping him and then lucifer decided i want to be worshiped and the bible tells us that he was kicked out of heaven because he said i want to sit on sit as god most high and i want to be worshiped and he kicked. He got kicked out of heaven. I want to read it in Isaiah chapter 14, it says, "How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, He was an angel. Son of the morning, how you were cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven." I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol in the lowest parts of the pit. God said, I don't think so. Kicked them out of heaven. Luke chapter 10 verse 18, Jesus said... I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So here's the thing. Originally, there was only one God to worship, God. And then Lucifer said, Wait, I want to be worshipped. And God kicked him out of heaven. Now you have two worship options God and Satan. Now, they're not equal options, but they're options. And you have to choose this day who you're going to worship. Now, once you worship one, your worship becomes a weapon against the other. If you worship one... It becomes a weapon against the other. In other words, when you worship God, you are telling Satan, be, be behind me. Your act of worship is putting Satan down and God up. If you worship the devil, you are putting God, the devil up and God down. It becomes a weapon. It is way more than temptation. And We're going to read that here in a minute. It is way more than temptation. And so you have to understand, whoever you worship, you are using that worship, and that worship is going to be leveraged to empower you To defeat the other one. Now, you have to choose. Now, you may be saying, what about worshiping myself? Worshiping yourself is actually worshiping the devil. Because he's the one who's instigating you to worship yourself instead of God. Now, let's do the comparison. And you can choose who you want to worship. Creator or destroyer. God's a creator. The devil is a destroyer. Or God is a life giver. The devil is a life taker. He's a murderer. God is love. The devil is hate. God is truth. He doesn't just say true things. He is truth. The devil is the father of lies. God is unified. The Father, Son and the Holy Spirit are one. One is the number of unity. The devil is a divider. He's all about division. Matter of fact, what we see in our country and world today is a spirit of division. Chaos, fighting, combativeness. So we're going to read Matthew chapter four verse 1 11. I want to read it first, because I wanted to set this up. In this conversation, the devil is, how, is speaking to Jesus, and he is going to tempt him three times. And we always read this, and that is this is the temptation where Satan tempts uh, Jesus. Jesus had just finished his 40-day fast. and the devil's going to come and tempt him personally, and we're going to get a lot of insight into the devil's mindset. But I want to tell you up front. I'm going to give you the answer to the test before the test. The devil is actually where the Bible says he's tempting him or we always learn that these are the temptations of the devil. And that's true. But actually the devil is trying to get Jesus to worship him. He's trying to steal his worship. And if he can steal his worship, he can weaponize it against the father. Why is this important? Because the devil does this to you every single day. The more you worship the devil by serving him and doing what he wants, he is weaponizing that against the father. And he is accusing you against the father. He's accusing you in your heart and he's using it as a weapon to depress you, separate you from God, discourage you, uh, give you anxiety and separate you from everything that God is. So just understand whenever you fall into the temptation of the devil you are actually worshiping him by taking his advice you are worshiping him and you are declaring his advice better than God's advice that's worship and so that's why we have to be on our toes and be alert to say I'm not I'm not even going to entertain it because it is an act of worship it is an act of declaring him better smarter more beneficial more powerful more influential Thank God. Now, if you obey God, you are worshiping God. Worship is not just singing a song. It's actually every time you obey God, it's an act of worship. It's an act of declaring His advice, His direction, worthy of you submitting to it. So let's read. Let's read Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four says, "Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry." And when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be bread. Sounds like a temptation, and it is, but it's actually a trick to get him to worship him. Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds in the mouth of God. We're going to come back to this. Then the devil took him up to the holy city and sent him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you in their hands that shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. It's a temptation, it's a challenge, but it's also him trying to get him to worship him, to trust his word over God's word. Jesus said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kings of the world of their glory. And he said, all these things I will give you, watch this, if you fall down and worship me. It was about worship all the time. It was about worship all the time. It just was, it was hidden behind this challenge. It was hidden behind a temptation. But at the end of the day, it was all about, Satan trying to get Jesus to worship him. Not only does he say it right there, but look what Jesus says. Jesus says, It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, him and God, and him only shall you serve. I'm not worshiping you. Now, understand this the reason the devil got thrown out of heaven in the first place why? Because he wanted to be worshiped, he wanted to be God most high. He saw the God being worshiped. He says, I want that. And then he said, and God said, I don't think so. Came down. Well, he hasn't changed. He still wants that. And who does he want it from? The Son of God. He he can't get it from Him. He's going to get it, He's going to try to get it from us. Made in the image of God. All your temptation in your life is the devil trying to get you to worship Him. Because if He can get you to worship Him, He will weaponize your worship. And use it against you to separate you from God. Number one, your worship is weaponized by the one you submit your power to. Now understand this, don't necessarily look at worship as what you sing in church. That is not the only form of worship. Matter of fact, when I gave you the definition, I did not say singing. I said, You declare the worthy ship of God, the person you serve, the person you praise, the person that you lift up. You can do it in song, but you do it in words, you do it in action, you do it in devotion. All that's worship, it is declaring the worthy ship of something. You are worthy for me to submit to. So let's read this. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, Matthew 4, 1 to 4, to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and 40 nights, after what he was hungry, by the way, in January, we're going to go on a fast. And I know it says here he fasted forty days and forty nights, and then he was hungry. If you fast for an extended period of time, which I have multiple, multiple times, five days, ten days, twenty days, forty days, three times, you get to a point where you're not hungry. It's actually a a true thing, what he's saying there. It says, but when the tempter came, tempting to do what? To worship. He said, if you are the son of man, command these stones to become bread. Use your power that you have to do what I want. Ha ha. He says, if you are the son of God, it's a manipulation. I don't believe you're the son of God. Prove it. All he's doing is trying to tempt him. To worship him, he says, use your power to turn the stones to bread. And here's what Jesus said it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is critical. It is critical for you to understand whoever you give your power to, you worship. God has given every single one of you a superpower. I call it superpowers. It's the spirit of, the Holy Spirit in your life to you to, to flow through you and express himself through you in different forms, whether it be teaching, whether it be administration, whether it be a, a prophetic word, whether it be gifts of faith, whatever you have a superpower. You have a superpower. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have a superpower because the Holy Spirit is a superpower in and of himself. And here's the devil telling Jesus: use that superpower to serve me use that superpower to do what i want you to do and there are so many of us that the devil's never going to tell us you're never going to hear the devil you are never going to think it's the devil you're going to think it's you because the devil's going to instigate you to do what you want and by the way you're never doing what you want you're doing what he wants at the end of the day he's the one instigating you you may think i want to do this but you you you're doing what he you're doing something that he told you will benefit you when he knows it's not really going to benefit you it's a trick at the end of the day, you are saying, God, I don't want to take your advice. I'm going to take his advice. That's worship. And once you do that, he's going to say, God, I got your boy. I got your girl. And he's going to then, because one of his names is Accuser, he's going to weaponize your worship of him to, 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 to accuse you in the face of God and say, look, and then he's going to condemn you in your heart and feel like you got all this guilt. He uses it against you, he weaponizes it. And then you're guilty and then you feel bad. And then he says, well, if you want to get out of your guilt, do this. And then you do something else that's disobedient to God. And you find yourself going down in a pit in a pit. And he used your worship against you as a weapon to enslave you and, in, and put you in bondage. You, your worship is weaponized by the person you submit your power to. Imagine if you said, Lord, you've given me power. And by the way, you've given me the Holy Spirit let's Show me how you want me to use it for your glory. Show me how you want me to use it for you, to build your kingdom. That's the worship that will set you free. Number 2. Your worship is weaponized by the one you try to impress. Now, understand this. When you're trying to impress people, in the background the devil's lying in your head telling you That if you impress those people, you're gonna be better off than impressing God. How do you impress God? Just obey Him. The Bible says in Matthew 4, verse 5: the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, by the way, notice how he questions Jesus' identity. If you are not sure who you are, the devil will tell you. If you are not sure that God loves you, that he's forgiven you, that he has a plan for your life, that he's going to take care of you, that he's never going to leave or forsake you. If you are not sure of that, then you are standing on shaky ground. And the devil will say, hey, come over here and be sure about this. Come over here and I can guarantee you some love. I can guarantee you some intimacy. I can guarantee you some money. But he's going to cost you your soul. Jesus knew who he was. So I don't need to prove anything to you. But he said, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give charge over His angels. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Well, the devil's going to use the word of God to get what he wants. He's weaponizing the word of God against you. And Jesus said, It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Check us out. Jesus' weapon against the liar is the word. So he said, It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Your worship is weaponized by who you try to impress. Think about it. God told Abraham, Abraham, I want you to take your only son of faith, take him up to the mountain, and sacrifice him. That is a Big, big deal. And God said, "I'm." Mean, Abraham said, no problem. I will do whatever you want. Matter of fact, God, I'm going to show you how much I trust you so much. I'm going to be called the father of faith. Now, I'm not saying Abraham said all that, but he is known as the father of faith because that's how he was. And he said, my faith is so strong that I will take my son up to the top of the mountain and sacrifice him just like you said. And when he got to the top of the mountain, put his son on the fire and Went up to kill him. God said, "Stop." And God says, "You honored me. I'ma honor you." God blessed him. Do you live every day with the desire to to tell God, God, I am going to impress you today? I'm going to trust you today. I'm going to walk by faith today. I'm going to step into the unknown when I'm scared and nervous. And I'm going to deny myself to a degree that doesn't feel good, that's not normal. I'm going to go out on a limb by faith. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to not work so much. I'm going to be in prayer today because by faith, I feel that's what you call me to do. I'm going to show you that I trust you. And when you call me to do something, I'm going to worship you with extreme obedience. That's worship. And when you do that, your power, your authority, your leverage with God goes up. And God will trust you with more when He sees it. He can trust you with little. And that's how you weaponize your worship. Your worship becomes this, the key and the, and the conduit to more power and authority in the, in the eyes of God. And the devil's going to go, I can't get this guy. He's too powerful in the Lord because he's trusting him and he's living every day to say, God, what can, you, what can I do next? That's how you weaponize your worship. And when you step out with God uh, uh, day after day and you take bigger steps of God into the deep water, God says, I can trust them with more. And all of a sudden you become one of God's mighty warriors against your enemy, the deceiver, the tempter, the destroyer, the liar, the devil. You weaponize your worship by who you try to impress God. Now, can you impress God in the sense that, you know, God, nothing's new under the sun with God. But God sure does cheer for a member Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they fell in the fire. The burning fiery furnace. God's like, <laughs> he honored their faith. Daniel and the Lion's Den. We're gonna talk about that in a couple weeks. Daniel and the Lion's Den, he honored his faith and said, I'm gonna back him up. I'm gonna honor him because he honored me. Matter of fact, we're gonna look at that next. Look at number three. Your worship is weaponized by the one whose favor you seek. The Bible says again, the devil took him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. There you go. That's all the devil wants. Now, the devil's not going to come and say to you fall down and worship me at first. He's going to say, hey, why don't you go tell a little lie. It's worship. Why don't you go start doing a little drugs. It's worship. Why don't you go look out for yourself first and others second. It's worship. He's not going to tell you that up front. Why? Because he's a deceiver. You just think it's a little, 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 little white lie, a little this. No, no. It's actually worship. So he pulls out the big stick and he says, Jesus, I'll give you all this if you worship me. And Jesus said, away from with you, Satan. Again, for the third time, it is written, his weapon was the word of God. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only Shall you serve? And then the devil left him. Here's a trip thing about it. The devil said, I'm done. I got, I got, I got found out. You know what the Bible says? That if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you, and you resist the devil and he will flee. You got to call it out. And then the devil left him, and behold, angels and came and ministered to him. Um, whose favor do you want? If you wake up every day and say, God, I want your favor, your blessings your open doors, your opportunities. I want it your way and your timing and I want to steward them the way you want. That's worship. I honor your opportunities better than his opportunities. I honor God's open doors better than the devil's open doors. I honor God's ways better than God's ways. And if you live every day, Lord, I want to I want to impress you and I want your blessings, not his blessings now. The devil's gonna make his blessings sexy. He's gonna make his blessings enticing. They're gonna be shiny. That's why you ever throw go fishing. I'm not a big fisherman, but some of those lures are shiny. They throw them in the water and they and they drag them through the water, and all of a sudden the fish sees it. Whoa, it's shiny, and they want to go after it. That's what the devil does. It's a trap, and he uses that little shiny temptation to get you to follow it instead of. What God's provided for you. If you wake up every day and say, Lord, I want I honor you, guess what the Bible says in Matthew, in 1 Samuel 2:30? Far be it from me, for those who honor me, God says, Those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. In other words, if you honor God, He will honor you. That's a weapon. Your honor to God turns into honor from God, turns into power against God. The temptation of the devil. But if you dishonor God, God will lightly esteem you. And guess what? Your authority with God is lessened. Your prayers are weak. Your wisdom and your insight is dim. But if you say, no, I'm going to seek the favor of God. I'm going to submit my power to God. I'm going to submit my ideas to God. I'm going to submit my plans to God. And God is going to empower me. Your worship, your declaration of God's worthyship turns into power against the temptation of the devil. I want to pray for you. Because right now some of y'all out there, God is calling you. He's been calling you. And the devil's been calling you. And you've had these two options. Do I do what God wants? Do I do what the devil wants? And by the way, when you decide to do what you want, you might as well be doing what the devil wants. Because God tells us to lay our life down, pick up our cross and follow him. It ain't about you. It's about him. The devil says it's all about you. But he's always suckering you because he's lying because really it's all about him. He's just not telling you that. But if right now you're saying, I want to worship God. I don't want to be deceived anymore. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And I want to lay my life down because he alone is worthy of my worship. He alone is worthy of my praise. He alone is worthy of my service. I just want you to bow your heads and pray with me. Pray, dear God, I acknowledge that you love me, that you died for my sin and rose from the dead. I worship you, acknowledge you worthy of all my praise. I surrender my life to you. And ask you to forgive me for my sin and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.